This episode of the Music Stuff Show is brought to you by Dupe Loops, your weekly curated drum loop library. If you're writing music, building tracks, or programming beats, dupeloops.com is the place to start. They deliver 10 new drum loops directly to your inbox every Monday, so you can spend less time searching for the right sounds and more time making music. Each loop is always available in stereo and multi-track formats, always fresh, and they are never recycled. And for a limited time, they are offering a seven-day free trial period with every plan. So visit dupeloops.com, that's D-U-P-E-L-O-O-P-S.com, and start your free trial today to receive 10 new multi-track drum loops per week, every week. On this episode of the Music Stuff Show, we take a look at why creating and releasing content is one of the most crucial steps you can take when building your career. We discuss the impact this has on the growth of your business, and we talk about its effects on your fulfillment as a creator and as an artist. Please enjoy this episode of The Music Stuff Show, The Importance of Hitting Publish. Welcome to The Music Stuff Show, where we break down the business of music to help you build a career doing what you love. I am Tom, and Vance is here too. Hello! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> I don't know why, for some reason today that strikes me as uh, sort of being like an old woman. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Just the way my ears hear it today. Mm. Oh, man. What's up? Chilling. Nice Chin cup of, chilling. Nice cup of joe there. You know, staying strong. I appreciate that my cat is on your coffee mug. I know no one can see this right now, but it brings me joy looking at you. It never gets old. I feel like I get the Craig mug pretty much without fail anytime we cast a pod at your place. I'm not going to say that's an accident. <laughs> I appreciate it. Craig is my spirit animal. He, it's a good spirit animal to have. Yeah. My cat has a lot of swagger. He does. And I would, but I would be lying if I said it wasn't also due in part to the fact that his name is Craig, Mm. which I think is pretty epic. Yeah. Like it makes me want to name my next pet something completely normal. Yeah. Although my dog's name is Henry. It's not really that abnormal. It's true. I was thinking this the other day though. Henry looks like a little, little Wookiee, sort of. Mm-hmm. If I could go back and retroactively do it, I feel like it'd be pretty dope to name him Chewbarka. Ooh. Yeah. I feel you. And then just call him Chewy. Yeah, that could have been strong. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I can pass that on to somebody else, because my dog will live forever, so I don't have to have to get a new one. Mm. These you are missed facts. an opportunity there. Yeah. Well, to be fair... Amy got Henry like a month before we started dating. So she got the, the naming rights. I see. I didn't have a say in that. I feel like that's young enough that they don't know. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go talk to her about this. <laughs> <laughs> so you got any facts today? I do. Do you have a fact? I do have a fact. I A flact? A flact. <laughs> like a flaxseed? Uh, you know what? I'm going to call an audible. I had a fact, and then I remembered another fact, and I'm going to go back to the original fact. You won't. I will. And I'm actually (laughs) pulling it back up just to make sure that I don't lie to you. And did you know? See, I actually timed that pretty well. That was pretty good. Did you know? The average cumulus cloud 
weighs 1.1 million pounds. You told me that before. I did. did I know you, tell you me that knew, when we but we weren't recording. I did. I ah, was so excited okay. I was about like, it. Did you say this on the show already? I I found <laughs> it at the end of a different episode, yeah. and I was so excited about it that I couldn't wait until our next recording session. But I feel like the people don't know, and that's I still fair. want them to know. And this, this show's is, about the people. That's fair. This is the first time I've had uh, inside information. Like insider trading on Vance's facts. <laughs> About to get flagged. I'm going to have to call Martha Stewart and get her to... Actually, she'd be a bad one because she went to jail for it. Yep. Like, man, who was your attorney so I can't hire him? <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, even if she went to prison, didn't she go to one of the designer prisons? Yeah, she went to like a country club prison. Yeah. So it was basically I mean, like, uh, yeah, do whatever you want. Just stay here. Please. You just can't travel. Yeah. <laughs> just don't go anywhere for 60 days, please. But uh, mm-hmm. but don't forget, you have a water polo class in 45 right. minutes. Exactly. <laughs> now, do I have access to the full industrial kitchen? Oh, of course. You can use all the sharp objects you want. <laughs> just don't leave, please. Oh, man. The moral of the story, if you're going to do yeah. something illegal, make sure it's only about money and you don't physically hurt people. Exactly. <laughs> then you get to stay at a day spa. Yeah. Then you go to a... A waspy prison. God. So what are we talking about today? Man, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. We talked uh, about it right before and I yeah. completely forgot. I think today we are going to discuss the importance of hitting publish. Is that important, Tom? I would I would submit <laughs> that yes, it's pretty important. Especially given the uh, content of this show. I think that uh, this is going to be an episode where we take a bullet point that we have made countless times on this show and just beat it to death yep we're about to drag some stuff through the mud yeah we are because we talk about this a lot like we talk the word publish the phrase hit publish comes out of our mouth every episode probably multiple times every episode like it's one of the i would say it's one of the the three tenets that this show is built around yeah is hitting publish i would agree because if you don't if you don't create anything and put it out into the world, none of the other stuff we talk about matters at all. It's true. It doesn't. Like and it's weird. I don't know I don't know maybe maybe I'll try to break this break it down uh just thinking out loud. In other industries and in other fields like if you're an auto manufacturer Like if you're Volkswagen, you don't have a business meeting about your product unless you've actually created a car. Like there is no like hypothetical conversation around like, what if we made a car like period, not like a new model. Like what if we made a car? Okay. So how are we going to sell this car? What kind of money should we make? Like, da, 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 you know what I mean? There's no, they don't. Like, you don't just start with we should make a car and then skip to the next step after having made the car without making the car. Man, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's great. Like you don't. You go through the pro. Like you start. All right, we should make a car. Okay, how are we going to make a car? It's mm. got to have some wheels and a steering wheel and some nuts and bolts and like. And then we got to figure out how much all that costs. And then we got to figure out cost of production. And then we got to talk about what we sell it for. And then we can talk about profit margin. And then we can talk about employees and marketing and all that. But like in creative world, 
Like we don't do that. We, or we do, we do exactly that. It's like, we talk about what if I made a record? Well, how would I get people to listen to it? It's like, no. Whoa. <laughs> hold on. Oh, this just, is the realist. Yeah. Just stop. Okay. What if you made a record? Make a record. There you go. Mm. Start making a record. What if I played an instrument? But wh- where Do you would think I, I play... can get 30,000 followers on Instagram? Right. <laughs> what? Like, in no other industry is this a thing. Like, yeah, before you, like, make a product, you, like, start doing your math and start doing your planning. But you start making your product. Like, Zuck didn't talk about making Facebook and then go... How am I going to get angel investors for this? He was like, nah, man, I'm just going to nerd out in my dorm room and build Facebook. Hmm. And then I'll, you know, figure the rest out. In no other industry, but in the creative fields, in music especially, I can speak to that. It's just, we do that all the time. Man. What if, how, how can I, yeah, how can I get 3,000 new followers on Instagram? What, what have you published? Well, nothing. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't want to so, publish it because I don't have the followers yet. <laughs> so they won't see it. Yeah. How am I gonna? <laughs> what, why would I make anything if nobody's there to see it? <laughs> what? Oh my god, man, dude, that is that is absolute fact right there, dude. I see it every day. Yeah. So many times. I have to have a following before I can make anything. Otherwise, what's the point? Man, holy crap! You're just dropping bombs. Yeah, this morning. God, wow. I feel like I feel like this episode had to happen had to happen for like for me, man. Just for for the first ten minutes of it, it's like, man, yeah. People just, I don't know why we do it, but we do, man. We, so step. <laughs> was that a, that was a dog toy? We're adding we're adding sound effects oh, to our show now, God, guys. Be that, like broke that the fourth wall. Always sunny. <laughs> My dog has an absurdly large uh, squeaky toy that I didn't realize was under my foot, so I'm sorry. Apparently it is. It is. So yeah, step one, make something and put it out. Like, we've talked about this recently. So many times. uh, About making art and making music specifically for us versus for other people, like for yourself. Mm -hmm. I think if you're creating, if you're creating anything, it has to be scratching your own itch. Anything, period. If you're writing a book, if you're painting, if you're making music, if you're building a car, if you want to design a new guitar, if you want to have a better, like, if you want to have a better mattress and you decide you want to go to the mattress game, like, you are doing it to scratch your own itch. You should be. I think... I think that's probably the most, I'm not going to say the surest path, but the best bet you have for anything you make being successful is for it to fill a void in your own life. That way you see it through. You're more apt to see it through because you're scratching your own itch. Is it more painful to not put this thing out than to put it out? Yeah, even beyond can it be successful... I think that's where sustainability comes from. Yeah. Um, And I'm glad you brought this up because it's kind of where my head was going. The why. 
like the why matters as to what you're doing. Uh, you know, and I, I, this is going to be a weird comparison because on a actual, just sheer knowledge level, this isn't going to feel equal, but, uh, no one, how to say this. Okay. So music is hard. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly rewarding, Yeah, but it is a hard journey to do it successfully. We believe that there are ways to do it. We believe there are paths you can go down, but there is no three-month plan to get a million real followers in music. Mm-mm. I don't care if you've got you know ten million dollars behind you. Like, yep it it is a long play to yeah. make it a career. Yeah, and so in order to survive the long play, you actually have to love what you're doing. Yep, and unfortunately, I think there's a lot of people that see the glamour side or what they perceive to be being famous in music mm-hmm. and assume that that's 24 hours a day and want to live that life when really people are hired for music videos or people are smart in how they edit videos from events to make them look like it was super crazy. Yeah. And you don't have to be famous. Anybody listening to this show, I would be willing to bet that if I go look at your Instagram, like there's not going to be anything negative on it. Even if you work at, you know, a terrible job that you hate that you don't want to be at, I bet if I go look at your Instagram feed, it's going to be photos of like the one time you flew this year to, <laughs> on a vacation yeah. or, you know, like yeah. any of that stuff. It's going to be a picture of your feet by the pool that says another day at the office. Yeah. Like, and you know, <laughs> and this is where I was originally going to go. Like, if you want to become a rocket scientist, I don't, I don't think music is as complicated as rocket science. So I want to preface with that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel like that's one of those careers, like, nobody gets into rocket science for the money. Like, even though yeah. I'm sure those people, like, if you are that brilliant, make a decent amount of money, people are like, damn, yeah. that shit's hard. Yeah. Like, you have to pretty much freaking adore space in the idea of making it to the yeah. next frontier. You have to be obsessed with it. To want to go through the amount of physics and whatever sciences Mm -hmm. that you're going to spend you know 20 years studying before you ever start actually working on something that is your own work yep and again music is not as hard as rocket science but i do think it is similar in psychology in terms of there are no guarantees even though we think there are, are smarter ways to do things there is never an actual guarantee on anything Nope. that you'll get a return. So you need to love what you do in order to be able to spend 10 years, 20 years doubling down because it's mm-hmm. just what you love to do. Yeah. And if your only goal is like, oh, I want to make it, I want to be famous because I want to be in front of people, don't do music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't do music. Like, don't do it for that reason. Yeah. You know, like, yes, playing shows in front of large groups of people are awesome. I'm not going to sit here and act like it's not. But... If fame is the number one goal, you're going to burn out. If you are like, I can't go a day without picking up my guitar or playing my drums or, you know, programming a beat, like whatever that is for you, like whether you ever make a dime, if you go home every night and you're like, no, I just pick it up because that's what I do. Like, that's what I love. And like, that's a piece of me I have to get out. You have to have that first. Yeah. It has to be, it has to be an obsession. We've said it before, but doing anything for fame is stupid. It, I mean, I'm sure there are probably people out there like being famous is so great. 
<laughs> but uh, I don't know. It seems to me like being famous would suck. But I think uh, I think starting with that as the end goal, starting with fame or money as the end goal, is just a bad place to to go. And this is coming from somebody who like I don't I'm not rolling in and I don't have like a ton of money. So usually I hear that said from people who are like angel investors or serial entrepreneurs or like multimillionaires like doing anything for the money is stupid and it's like well yeah it's easy for you to say because you have money yeah but as somebody who doesn't have a lot of money like i i believe that too but i think this is important too because i would say you have a very successful life agreed yeah in terms of you know for people that don't know Mm -hmm. all of your story like your life is you know pretty i'd say like 80 to 90 percent autonomous Mm -hmm. where you, while you don't make a million dollars, make enough for your family to play drums from yeah. your home remotely yeah. on yeah. tons of records all over the world and tour just enough with a band that you actually love and are stoked to be a part of, Yeah, but in a way that doesn't interfere with being a part of your family and being there for them. Like to me, you are living the dream. That's you, fair. You get yeah. to play, you get to do studio stuff all on your own terms. Like you are living the dream. I guess that's what you're saying is kind of supporting my point is I didn't pursue any of this stuff to make a million dollars. I pursued it because it fulfilled me and to not do it felt like I was doing myself and the world a disservice because it was what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And by denying that, I felt like I was denying like my purpose in life. Mm -hmm. It, It just felt like I tried doing other stuff and it just felt empty to me. Yeah. So I and I and other stuff I made more money yet. Yep. But this is what fulfilled me and made me happy and scratched the itch that I had that I felt like this was my contribution and to not do it was more painful than to do it For despite sure. making less money. Yeah. So Yeah, I think that supports my point. Don't I didn't I didn't choose it for the money <laughs> at all. It would have been a terrible reason to choose it, but um and I certainly didn't choose it for the fame because I got like 1,500 followers on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, um, but I think this is so good, though. This, yeah. to me, is one of the most important things people can hear. Yeah. Because everything else that's being force-fed to people is, oh, I have to have a million followers to be successful. Yeah. You can make infinitely more money with a thousand people that are actually completely sold out on what you do yeah. than having vanity numbers of Fair. just random people. Yeah. And it's insane. That's true. And you, but again, I, I go back to the like, you get to live a life that you actually love your life. Yeah. And because even like if you went and played with Justin Timberlake tomorrow, would be amazing. And yeah. I'm not saying you would turn that down. Like it would be an sure. incredible experience, but that would come with a trade off, mm-hmm. you know, because you'd be gone for nine months. And your family is one of your biggest, if not your biggest priority Totally. to where you have found a place that, oh, you get to have both. You mm-hmm. legitimately get to play music for your job and fully be present for your family Yep. and not lose those relationships yep. because you see tons of those where like people trade off. That's why it's easy at the front half of your twenties. Mm-hmm. Like it's easy when you're 22 to hop in a van, not care about anything, make zero money, like... And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I love those years of my life. I learned a lot in those years of my life. 
and got to experience that. So I'm not saying that that is a terrible thing, Mm -hmm. but for the long haul of, you know, just being able to be a musician and let that fulfill you and be a part of your livelihood, you know, for the long term and get to keep your family Mm -hmm. and like to me i think more people need to hear that yeah and more people need to realize like oh i don't have to be as big as taylor swift (laughs) like there is middle ground and here's the thing like you can still grow that over time if you want to keep doing that but like getting to a place where you have a lifestyle that you love i think yeah i think one of the main points is to to see that there is fulfillment to be found in the like in the middle class of music for sure that you if you want to like shoot for Taylor Swift status yeah by all means shoot for that but like don't be afraid that if you don't get there you're not going to be happy yeah it, especially when you're first starting out it's like oh if i don't make it quote unquote whatever that means i'm i'm not going to be fulfilled enough to do something else because that was how I, that was how I thought of things when I was in my late teens. Like, oh, if I don't go all the way to the top, it's not, it's not going to be what I want. Yeah. And now I'm like, well, would I really want to have that? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say level of success, but that level of like schedule. Yeah, lack of control over my own time. Mm-hmm. That level of fame, I sure wouldn't want that level of fame. Yeah. Like, if this podcast becomes the most, you know, downloaded podcast of all time, I sort of hope that people don't uh, go looking for my picture everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want that. I've never wanted that level of fame. I always just wanted to play the drums, yeah, and make a living doing it. And yeah, I just, I think, yeah, there, there is fulfillment to be found in having a a sort of like quote blue collar like musical career. Yeah. It's a, and it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Like you're not, you're not cleaning out sewers for a yeah. living. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. in a hazmat suit cleaning chemical tanks. hundred percent. I could not possibly agree more. Yeah. I think, uh, like, you know, for younger kids, maybe this might not still be relevant to you, but for me, like bands like Jimmy World, mm-hmm. I think are crushing the game where yeah. they are big enough that they'll sell out a theater tour. Mm-hmm. And like, I think they've, I've even read in interviews with Jim before that, like, that's kind of their thing. They're like, yeah, like we had some success and now we're in a place where pretty much every two years we're going to do a record mm-hmm. regardless of what anybody thinks about it. And we're yep. going to tour that record and then we're going to go home and hang out with our families and we'll see yeah. you again in two years. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, that's the life. Like, that's the way to be, you know? It, yep. And yeah, I think that's awesome. I, and I realized that might've been a little bit of a tangent from hitting publish, but I just think that <laughs> it's such an important thing that enough people don't hear yeah. that everybody kind of gets caught in the rat race and forgets, the middle class of music uh, and forgets that, you know, like you don't have to make a million dollars. Like if you love making music cause you love making music, make a career. And then yeah. if you want to grow and scale that career, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like yeah. if you're in a place where you want to be as big as some of those A-list artists, like that, I will not fault you on that. Yeah. But 
get to the sustainable place first. Like mm -hmm. get to a place where like, cool, music pays my bills. Yep. And then from there you can assess and grow it as hard as you want to grow it. What works, what doesn't mm -hmm. work, you know, and grow from there. But from point one, make music like, because mm -hmm. that is the real goal. Yep. Like above everything else, if you're going to be a musician, your goal should be, I want to make music every day. Yep. I want to get up and pick up an instrument and write a song yep. and then make that song. And then, you know, if you like the touring side of it as well, then go out and perform mm -hmm. that song. Like that yeah. should be your goal far more than I want to be famous and have numbers. Yep. Absolutely. And along like to the point of our episode, the way you grow that is by releasing that music. Like if you, if you toil away in your bedroom or whatever, writing songs and recording songs, every, like say you have a nine to five and you get home every night and your five to nine is working on that, but you never put it out. You just have a hobby because you're never going to make that jump to actually earning any revenue off of your craft, off of your product. And you've got to do that. If you want to get, to a level of, of revenue that frees you up. Like, so if you make enough money at your job, job and make music on the side, that's all good. You have enough revenue to make decisions in your life that you want to make financially. However, if your job is not what you want to be doing and you want to be making music, then you really don't have the freedom to make all the decisions you want to make because you can't decide to make music for a living because you're, you have to have that other job. If you make enough mu enough money doing what you love, which is music, then you have enough revenue to make every decision you want to make in your life because you are in control of how you make your own money and you're doing something that you love that, that no longer is an obstacle to doing all the other things you want to do. And I think that's a very important step. Like you have, so you have to have enough money to live. You got to make enough money to eat. And if, if you're making enough money to eat, doing something you don't love, but you spend some time doing what you love, you're still sort of trapped by the thing you don't love. But if you make enough money doing the thing that you love, dude, you are in rarefied air. Yeah. Like that is the dream. Like, society and Instagram and commercials may make you believe that the dream is, you know, $780,000 worth of net worth and two and a half kids and a Mercedes. But that's not the dream. The dream is doing what you love and living your life how you want to every single day. Like Preach. that's what gives you the freedom, not just the freedom. That's what gives you the energy like compounds your energy to pour back into the world around you. Mm -hmm. If you're Miz every day, like you're not going to go coach little league out of the goodness of your heart and like be thrilled about it because mm -hmm. you're not going to be like happy and fulfilled. And like your hap a person's happiness is infectious. Mm hmm. So if you're fulfilled and happy and you go and coach a little league team out of the goodness of your heart and you don't have any kids, you know, single, like say you're single 25 year old dude and you just like love pouring back into your community. If you're fulfilled on your end and you're happy and you're just like, everything's good with you. When you go and hang out with those kids, like it's going to rub off on them, man. 
Mm-hmm. But if you're miserable, like that's palpable. Yeah. Cause like, man, I hate our coach. He's, he's always in a bad mood. Yep. You know, it's just little things like that. I think it's counterintuitive. You think that like, I don't know, we'll get into all that in, in, in another episode about like a, a mental and emotional health and all that. But I don't know. It's counterintuitive that you got to take care of you first before you can take care of everybody else. Because if you're not your best self, you're not going to be your best self for other people at the same time. So I think that all comes back around to you've got to make a product and you've got to put it out so that you can be fulfilled in your work. Yep. I think it's a very critical step. Yeah. (laughs) Man. uh, Rant over. Maybe. Probably not. (laughs) Probably not. Yeah. So the why matters. Um, Moral of the story. And man, where do you even go from there? I, I, I don't know. I, I know that wasn't like super planned. I just feel like that was really important and we kind of needed to dwell on it for a second. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like that was something people needed to hear. Kind of got off topic a little bit, <laughs> which never happens on the music stuff show. We're not about that here. Ever. Um, but we're real. Yeah. No, so, so back to the, to the episode point. Um, I, it's just, <clears throat> It really is just such a basic thing. It's not... If you want to build a career... If music is what you love... And you want to build a career doing it... The most important thing... To start with... Is putting out the content that you make. Don't worry about follower count. Don't worry about... Likes... And views. Don't worry about feedback... Positive or negative... Don't worry about anything else other than you making what you want to make to scratch your itch and then releasing it so that others might find value in it. That is the truest way to access, like that's the starting point to access everything else that you want to get in your creative and professional life is making music and putting it out. Nobody ever built a career doing anything ever without first taking a risk and putting something out into the universe. People who don't put stuff out into the universe are the people who do their nine to five, come home, sit in their lounge chair, watch six hours of TV, drink six Bud Lights and go to sleep and do it all over again and then complain about how they can't get ahead in life. Mm. Do you want to be that person or do you want to be somebody who's fulfilled in their career? Your choice. Are you familiar with MKBHD? No. Uh, huge tech reviewer guy on YouTube. Okay. Uh, I don't remember how many millions of followers, but he has kind of become the, or, you know, one of the go-to tech guys. And So this might not paint a perfectly vivid picture if you don't know who it is. I'll try and find the original video and link it in the show notes. Uh, basically, millions of followers at this point. Like, yeah. If it comes out, like, it's getting sent to him for him to review. Nice. Like, if it's a computer, if it's a cell phone, if it's a crazy piece of tech, doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, that man is, it's going to him to get reviewed. Yeah. I say this because I can't remember how many years ago it was. Five, six, seven years ago when he started, give or take, maybe more. hmm Bro, his, like, first videos 
are some of the worst videos I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, like, I need to... Like, whatever you think your demo is bad in music, this man's first tech review video yeah. is, like, painful. <laughs> and you... To the point where you're like, man, I feel bad for this kid. Yeah. And now... uh is literally like tweeting back and forth with Elon Musk. Like, Damn. If that says anything, yeah, you know, that's a, uh, that's a mark of success. Yeah, where he Elon Musk has publicly stated that he's a fan. Um, I say awesome. this. I think he is such a tremendous example of just doing it because, like, that's what that kid is. Like, yeah, he is a tech guy. He loves technology. Mm-hmm. He's all about it literally will dissect it you know and tell you everything you could ever want to know mm-hmm. about it uh and man he just showed up and did it yep <laughs> like his gear was terrible like the the quality along with the just general presentation of his first videos mm-hmm. is not good yeah and you know now it is some remarkably well-produced content that you know they're shooting on reds and yeah <laughs> like all sorts of crazy stuff yeah but I think it's just things like that are such a great example of music's not as good at doing that. And I'm, my hope is that that wall is going to keep breaking down and people are going to start kind of buying mm-hmm. into that where, yeah. you know, YouTubers aren't scared to just start and put out stuff. If there's a, a group of people just as a generalization who aren't scared to just try stuff, it's definitely YouTubers. And I think that music has a lot... That. To learn from that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a tool that musicians should utilize. Yeah. Uh, you know, and obviously, and people are probably going to come back and say there's all these, you know, cover artists. And that's cool. Like, that's their thing. And there's nothing sure. bad about that. But I think original artists whose goal is to create their own music mm-hmm. uh, could learn a lot from just kind of the journey that you get to take people on. Yeah. Of just constantly showing up and doing it and putting it out. Yeah. Um, I think from the onset, people just get in their head that there are rules they have to follow. Mm-hmm. It's got to be good enough. It's got to be this benchmark, whatever. Like, I've got to pick a sound. You know what I mean? I've got to pick a sound and stick with it. Like, <laughs> what? Here's why this is even more funny to me right now. I uh, This past week, was watching old episodes of South Park. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the episode called Christian's Rock Hard, where Cartman starts a Christian rock band? Yep. And that's literally the opening of the episode of them trying to, quote unquote, define their sound. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, a great episode, guys. You should watch it. I, w- I was listening to another podcast, to the Tim Ferriss Show, which is awesome. Uh, and he was interviewing uh, this uh, woman, Cindy Whitehead, who, um, I think it's Whitehead, who's like a pharmaceutical executive and has sold like... billion worth of companies or something ridiculous. Like she's an epic, epic success. But he asked her the question, what are, it was something along the lines of like, what are rules? What are some rules or what is a rule that you have followed or, or you have heard that other people say you have to follow when in fact, like you don't have to or something to that effect. And she was talking about how, like, when she comes to, she'll be like, what if we do it this way? And they'll be like, well, nobody does it that way. And she's like, but is there a rule that says I can't do it that way? And they're like, well, no. She's like, well, I'm going to do it that way then. And I think that's, 
when I was listening to that, it, it struck me as being very applicable to what I do, to what we do in our field, mm-hmm. because I think I started thinking about what are the rules of music that aren't actually rules. And I think one of those rules is that you have to be an artist in a genre. Yeah. And that's stupid. Like why, why do you have to be an artist in a genre? If I want to make a hip hop record, if I want to make a three song hip hop EP and put it out and then next month I want to make a three song metal EP and put it out. Where's the rule written down anywhere that says I can't do that. I think I might have said this in the past, but this has always been fascinating to me because for actors, actors are celebrated for their diversity, for their ability to embody a role that is Mm -hmm. different, takes you away and makes you believe that they're a different person. Yeah. And it has always been funny to me that music, the unwritten rule is... Mm -hmm you have to fall into a certain thing. And as soon as you do a different thing, nobody wants to... People will be like, get back in your lane. I also think, yeah. too, kind of in parallel with that, uh, doing what's in. Mm. Yeah. Because the problem is, now you have a lot of people that are getting over the talent hurdle where, you know, they can write decent songs. They've, you know, utilized to the best of their ability the tools that you can get just having a MacBook mm-hmm. and, you know, bedroom producing, which is awesome. We like, we want more of that. Yeah. But the problem is support that they, it's like whatever is currently in, what sounds are in, what is hot. And so you have the A-list artist that's out that, you know, essentially whether they were the first one to do it more or less brands the sound. Yeah. And then you end up with 15 other artists that, will get plays, mm-hmm. you know, because sonically it sounds good. You know, they do a decent job, but there's also nothing defining about them. Mm-hmm. And because this happens to me probably every single week on, because I spend a lot of time listening to my daily mixes on Spotify and mm-hmm. just kind of whatever new things. Like I, I love to hear what's going on and what people are doing. And yeah. every single week I will hear a song and it's like, oh, the song's cool. And I dig that. But I will never remember the artist because it just sounds like another song that sounds like another artist. Right. Like, it was a little different, but I can't really remember because there was nothing that really uh, stood out about them that made it different. To where it's like, when it pops up in rotation, I'm not mad that it's there, but it's not enough for me to be like, oh, this was incredible. Who is this? I need to go listen to the rest of their stuff. Right. And I think a lot of people fall into that. Yeah, because they want to play it safe on what's in as opposed to like, man, what do you hear in your head? What? Yeah. Again, what is your itch? Scratch your itch. Like, What do you what do you hear in your head and what do you want to hear come out of the speakers? Make that every time. Like the reason uh, I'm going to fanboy again. The reason Linkin Park made the hunting party is because Mike Shinoda was listening to like K-Rock in L.A., and heard no actual rock music coming out on rock radio. It was all like pop sounding. He was like, somebody needs to make a rock record. Mm -hmm. So they went in and they made a rock record. Like he hardly sang or did anything on that record, except for like play guitar and synths and keys and stuff. Mm -hmm. It was all Chester because they needed a, he was like, I want to hear some like rock and metal coming out on the radio. So that's what they made. Yep. It, uh, also with pressing publish, there's another thing that popped in my head while we were talking. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking, you know, kind of at the psychology of it, pressing publish lets people know what you do. 
Yeah. If you are looking for a new dentist and you go to a dentist office, you're like, I'm going to check this place out. And you walked in and on the walls, it was like, yeah, I'm an amateur golfer. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I actually do a little bit of maintenance on cars, like some oil changes on yeah. Saturdays before noon. If you need that. It was all uh, pictures of him on vacation <laughs> at the beach. <laughs> Like an Instagram post and cup and pictures of it was just his Instagram feed of like cups of coffee and like a ham and cheese sandwich. <laughs> oh man, like odds are I'm probably not gonna get my teeth clean right if uh, they're like if they're taking you back and you're walking past like oh yeah no we uh we have a a food line here for lunch you know where mm-hmm. uh if you go to the left you can actually pick up some stir fry but we'll clean your teeth over on the right side there's <laughs> literally not a single picture of anything tooth related anywhere something's gonna be up and yep. music's not different guys like nope. it's great to do other things but let people know what you do if i go through your feed and there's not a photo out of, you know, a hundred photos that you're playing guitar or playing drums or playing bass or playing piano or whatever you play mm-hmm. or sing or whatever. Why would I assume that you're a musician? Right. Like, if all I see, like, I, I feel like most of these people, and to be fair, I love food. And if I didn't do music, I would probably do something in culinary. So maybe this is yeah. a bit of an exception. But I feel like most people, you would be more likely to believe that they're a food blogger mm-hmm. than a musician. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or somebody that's like trying to be on the D-list club circuit. Yeah. So th- like you might fool 17-year-olds. The rest of us know, man. Like, Yeah. Just because you took a photo in front of whoever's like promo banner at a club that no one really wants to be at anyway, I don't think you're famous. Like, <laughs> I don't think you're famous. <laughs> like, again, if you, if you're trying to fool yeah. teenagers, like they haven't been old enough to go to those events yet and figure it out, and mm-hmm. so you might trick them. But the rest of us, like, we know you don't want to be there because those things suck. <laughs> <laughs> so just double down on what you want to do. Yeah, beat like glorify. Don't glorify the end goal. Glorify like the process. Working mm. hard. Mm, I love that. That people feel like it has to be a polished product at the end of the day. It, anytime anybody sees anything you do, it's got to be polished and done. No, the glory does not lie in that. Like Leonardo DiCaprio didn't get to walk up and get his first Oscar without making a movie. Hmm. He had to go through a grueling process of being cold and dirty and tired and up late and up early and doing all of that before he could get that award. And that's a dude that should have had the award a hundred times before that. Right. What makes you think you're better than LDC? <laughs> LDC. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I saw a great meme that said, what if Leonardo DiCaprio, this is before he won an Oscar, what if Leonardo DiCaprio never won an Oscar and then they made a movie about him never winning an Oscar and the person who played him won an Oscar? <laughs> Man. Oh, that's epic. <laughs> that is that would be real shit. Terrifyingly real. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like so what we what we do as musicians is basically we're trying to post a picture of us every day of us receiving our Oscar. 
That's what we're trying to do. Every every post has to be an Oscar uh, ceremony. Instead of posting pictures of us with uh, greasy hair and cut fingers laid out on the floor exhausted uh, at midnight shooting The Revenant in brutally cold weather. This is also going to sound counter, but I'm going to say it anyway to things that we've said in the past. So hear this in the vein in which I mean it. Uh, social media is a great tool. Mm-hmm. I advocate using it as a tool. Mm-hmm. But remember that it is a tool. Yeah. Like, I feel like you should not be more concerned about social than you are creating music. Agreed. Yeah. And again, Preach. I know we have had entire episodes on utilizing social media, mm-hmm. but learning the distinction of social media is not your life. Like, right. And if you're using it for your career, it is a tool. Shut that shit off. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, take a photo, take a clip of something that you're playing, <clears throat> working on. Yeah. And then go live. Like, live in the real world, actually doing the thing you mm-hmm. say you want to do. Yep. And just let that be a marketing tool. Do not be consumed by the, like, the research on the amount of times. And, like, we're all guilty of this. I'm not saying that I'm above this. But more just as a reality, like... The hundreds of times you look at your phone a day, mm-hmm. like in the research that's starting to kind of come out about that, is insane. Yeah. And again, it is a great tool that allows uh, you to connect with people, and that is great. But if you get so hung up on just being on that and trying to like validate and affirm yourself through numbers on that, as opposed to doing the thing you want to do in the real world, yep, you are messing up. Yep. Focus on doing the actual shit you want to do in real life. And then sure. Let people into that. Let people see glimpses of that so that then they want to come experience that with you in the real world, because that's the goal. Yep. You want to actually make the music so that people actually want to come to your shows and participate with you in real life. The internet is a great tool. But make sure it's just a tool and not consuming your soul. Your digital life is not nearly as important as your actual physical life. Absolutely. Yeah. You should be like, be focused on being present in your real life far before you worry about your, your digital perception or the digital perception of you, rather. That is not even remotely close to the importance of you being happy in your real life so yeah and (laughs) it all comes back (laughs) to hitting publish (laughs) and we have tangented is that a word i like it we'll take it um yeah so you have to i know that sounds counter to the entire episode but i i did want to note the balance yeah I don't say that to not use it. Totally use it as a tool. Yeah. But check yourself, you know? Yeah. And just keep yourself accountable in terms of you're pressing publish so that people know that yeah. you exist and know that that's your resume. Like, because that that's really what it is at this point. Like, mm-hmm. if you're a musician, your social media is your resume. Yeah. Like, no one cares about the piece of paper. If I can go watch 100 videos of you, like, slaying it on different songs yep. and different stuff, like, I believe, cool, this man knows, or this woman, like can totally play. That's great. This is enough for me to want to have this conversation in real life to see if I want to hire them or they can be a part of this project. But I can't tell you how much more work I've gotten just from 
like having videos of me playing drums out there in the world. Yeah. But like, Hey, I saw this video. I saw some of your videos, whatever. That's, you know, that's why I'm hitting you up or whatever. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Like you've got to, you got to put out content Eat and, and don't, don't get hung up on it. Not being perfect. Like we've talked about that a lot. The pursuit of perfection is a myth, man. Like you like, don't live your life by like, ah, it's good enough. But at the same time, don't live your life by it's it, it's not good enough yet. It'll never be good enough. It it you know focused I've on the best you work. can do right now. Yeah, and if you're constantly focusing on the best you can do right now, the best you can do a year from now will be greater than the best you can do right now. Yes, it will. But without that being your mentality mm-hmm. every day, next year won't actually be better. Right. Putting out content is the way you get better at putting out content. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that might do it for this one. I think it might be it. Cool. We'll see you guys next Thursday. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. Thanks again for listening to the show today. As always, you can find show notes and links from our episode on our website at themusicstuffshow.com. Also, please, please, please uh, connect with us if there's ever any questions, any ways that we can help. You can find us all over social media at Music Stuff Show. You can also find myself and Tom personally all over the interwebs. I am at V-A-N-C-E-F-I-T-E and Tom is at T-O-M-D-U-P-R-E-E-I-I-I. All over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere you want to connect. The show is here for you, so any way that we can make your life a little bit better and get you closer to your dreams of your career in the music industry, we want to be a part of. We'll see you guys next Thursday.